This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Well, don't forget about Fawny Willis, Fulton County prosecutor in Georgia. I know all the attention has been on Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg and his getting an indictment and arraigning the president, former president of the United States, Donald Trump, just last week. But Fawny Willis is coming up fast. People may be wondering, where is her indictment and charging decision? She told the chief judge then of the Fulton County Courthouse, that her indictment decision was imminent. That's back in January when the special purpose grand jury, not a grand jury that can actually indict, but can only advise the special prosecutor or the prosecutor in this case about potential charges, having heard witness testimony and seen evidence. That got disbanded in January with a report. Many of us have heard about it because the uh, four-person took to the airwaves and told everybody what happened in that room. But remember, we don't know exactly who was recommended to be indicted, recommended to be indicted. And so we've been waiting since January, now now we're in April, for the imminent decision. Two things to keep an eye on. One is, under Georgia's unique body of law, a defendant, a criminal defendant, can request speedy trial and to go to trial as fast as two months from when the grand jury that indicted that person ends their work. There is a grand jury that's a regular grand jury that's been in in process all the way through the end of March in Fulton County, Georgia. No one, including me, thinks that jury was presented evidence concerning Donald Trump for a number of reasons. One, the press is all over this. They would see witnesses coming in and out. They would see Fawny Willis's office going in and out. They would quickly put two and two together. And even though there are secrecy protections around the grand jury process, they would sort of get a hint that the grand jury was considering Donald Trump. I mean, there are 18 separate targets we know in the Fulton County investigation, including the fake electors that were used, the chairman of the Republican Party in Georgia, Donald Trump, Lindsey Graham, Mark Meadows, and others. So, you know, somebody would be coming through the front door. Now, look, she gets uh, the, the Fulton County prosecutor gets a lot of uh, wind at her sail because she's already got the results of the special purpose grand jury, but she's still got to put on live witnesses. And so nobody saw them in March. What, what people are speculating, and I think they're right, is that Fawny's going to wait until May. She's going to make the presentation because every two months there's a regular grand jury. She's waiting for May because she's not ready to go to trial. And if if there's a two-month uh, uh, firing, you know, a gunfire, uh, starter pistol fire between end of grand jury and start of trial, then she's got to be ready just in case crazy as a fox Donald Trump and his lawyers decide to say, uh, we're not waiving speedy trial. We want our trial in 60 days. Well, then she's got to be ready as the prosecution to put her case on in 60 days. So that's why January, February, March, April, she's been working her case. She's been working her witnesses. She's been working her witness files. She's been working along with her investigators and line prosecutors to have her case ready to be tried, not just indicted, tried, knowing that once the grand jury in May ends its work, which would be at the end of May, She's got to be ready by July to try a case. Now, Donald Trump may not be that stupid and crazy, and he might say, no, I need to delay, delay, delay. But just in case, that would be a good strategy. There's another clock to be watching in Fulton County, Georgia, and that's May 1. That's an alternate theory that she, uh, because there is a motion to dismiss that was filed by Donald Trump's new lawyers in Georgia, 
uh, Finling and Little, Little and Finling, two lawyers down there, that they filed a motion to dismiss the indictment, arguing that, oh, the special purpose grand jury, which, by the way, isn't isn't an indicting entity, um, but that the special purpose grand jury's report, its recommendations are so polluted, so corrupted by a process that they're complaining about, pointing to things that the um, jury foreperson said in all of her multiple interviews and other things that have been reported in the paper. They're saying the whole process was polluted, whole process is corrupted, throw out the special purpose grand jury. But they're missing something. The, the prosecutor doesn't need a recommendation. It's nice to have. She asked for it. But she can just go clean into the regular grand jury in May, put on her evidence, put on her witnesses, put on her documents, text messages, emails, and telephone recordings of Donald Trump, of which we think she's got three or four, and walk out with an indictment. Who cares about what happened in the special purpose grand jury? But May 1... Judge McBurney, who's overseeing this whole process down in Fulton County, has told the parties and told Fawdy Willis, be ready to argue against the motion to dismiss on May 1. What she could do, but I don't think she's going to, because I think it would have required her to have presented this case to the March grand jury, and I don't think she did. So some people are saying, maybe she'll surprise everybody and issue her indicting, her charging decision and indict Donald Trump right before like the end of April, right before May 1. I don't think so. I think she's going to argue against the special purpose grand jury report being um, uh, sort of vacated or uh, tossed out. And she's going to also remind the judge, I don't need a special purpose grand jury report in order to do my job as the prosecutor here. I'll just take it to the regular grand jury in May. I think that whole thing is much ado about nothing. So that, I think, May 1 comes and goes, and Judge McBurney, who's basically sided with Fawny Willis all along the way, will rule in her favor. She'll then present the case with her line prosecutors and her and her investigators to the regular grand jury in May, who would then issue their, and they'd be asked to return an indictment sometime at the end of May. Now, the speculation is the other reason that she's working to build her case is because she is going for, Fawny Willis, a more complicated RICO, Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organization Act case, which, which gives her conspiracy uh, predicate acts, things underlying it, and, al- and allows her to tie together various people, the fake electors, Donald Trump, Lindsey Graham, Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, and put them all together in a criminal conspiracy, a RICO conspiracy. This is usually used for organized crime, where you have a what's called a hub and spokes, like a wheel of a bicycle. Donald Trump is the hub, and all these other people are connected to him through spokes on the wheel, and the wheel is the conspiracy. And here the conspiracy is to interfere with the Georgia election process, a crime. Now, Donald Trump, when he attacks Fawny Willis and goes after her and calls her racist and calls her an animal and says um, that she's after him because she's a Democrat not, and that he made one perfect phone call. How many times have you, have you heard the phrase, one perfect phone call from Donald Trump? If this was a drinking game, everybody would be completely inebriated. If this was, I get a dollar for every time he says it, I'd be a multi-billionaire. The problem with it is, it's not true. It's fake. It's, it's fake news, to be frank. Because there aren't just one phone call. There's at least four 
phone calls that Donald Trump made, most of which apparently have been recorded and played for the special purpose grand jury and the future regular grand jury. So the one he likes to focus on and the perfect phone call is when he made a phone call on uh, January 2nd of 2021, right after the election, and he called Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia, and said, can't we just find 11,780 votes? That's all they need to overcome Joe Biden's electoral advantage. Can't we just find them somewhere, anywhere, just be, just between friends? And that's the one he says, that's my perfect phone call. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just trying to throw out 11,780 11, properly casted votes and disenfranchise 12,000 people in Georgia. What's wrong with that? Okay, so let's go to the other phone calls that got recorded that he didn't know about when he when he told or he does know about but wants to ignore. He also called. It was recorded and played for the special purpose grand jury. We found out in January uh, he made a phone call to the late David Ralston, who was the before he died recently. He was the speaker of the House of the Georgia House of Representatives. And he said to, to Ralston, do me a favor. Listen to the irony on this one. Impanel a special purpose grand jury. Oh, just dripping with irony. And use that special purpose grand jury to throw the election in my direction and take it away from Joe Biden. What do you say, Dave? And Dave said, uh, uh, new phone, who's this? Uh, what he really said was, uh, can't do that, Mr. President. That's not going to work. And strike two. But recorded phone call, conspiracy, RICO, and crimes. And then he made a phone call to the governor, Governor Kemp. He said, Governor Kemp, help me throw the election in my direction. Fake electors, certify those fake electors. Three, this is like family feud. Uh, no, we're not doing that either. That that call is recorded. And then you got 18 total people who are the target of Fonnie Willis's investigation, including all those fake electors, the chairman of the Republican Party in Georgia, and, and the rest, Lindsey Graham, and all of that. So the way you can tie all this together and a prosecutor's dream is to use conspiracy because it allows you to put up all your evidence at the same time and show the connective tissue between each of these people and their acts, everything in furtherance of the conspiracy. It's an organizing principle that the prosecutors can use in front of a jury to help teach them the case in a very to make a very complicated set of facts and, and actors and, and uh, a cast of characters more simple. And then you line it up against the Georgia uh, statutes and you show them how each of the elements of the crime of conspiracy, RICO, the racketeering uh, body of law that she's going to use, have all been satisfied and get probable cause and get the indictment returned so that you can then prosecute him. And how do we know that Fawny Willis is moving closer and closer to likely a May indictment of Donald Trump while also watching with one eye open whatever's going on in New York? and all the attacks on Alvin Bragg and on the judge there, because she's gone to her own court personnel, and she's convened a meeting that's been reported, um, those that are on the inside, to beef up security protocols around her office to protect her and her staff. And because of how, if you've ever been to Atlanta, the proximity of all these public buildings are to each other. The DA's office is across the street from the Fulton County Courthouse, which is across the street from the Capitol 
you know, it's the Capitol building where all the legislators are. So if you, if anything blew up, it's a problem. So they want to make sure it doesn't. And so they're they're putting in security protocols now to protect Fawny, her staff, and others because of the threats that have been made by Donald Trump, which are borderline intimidation, a crime in Georgia against Fawny Willis, for which she could seek to have him indicted. Leave that for now. I do another hot take on that one. And, and to get ready for his calls for death and destruction, his calls for violence, his calls for his people to hit the courthouse steps, his calls for, for Donald, by Donald Trump and his surrogates, like his family members, to go after Phony Willis's family and husband and, and aunt and, and grandmother and whatever else they could think of and dox all them. You know, we live in a country where dozens of federal and state judges have been assassinated by bombings. Uh, by by shootings and other things. Or if they haven't been hit, their family members or innocent bystanders have been hurt or injured or maimed or killed. That's judges, okay? It happens every, unfortunately, every day. It happens more than we let, we care to admit. And so we don't want that to happen now. We don't want prosecutors to get assassinated because of Donald Trump's, you know, crazy attacks on prosecutors and their family. So she's doing that. So... I think in summary, as long as we're talking about all these things, I think Fawny Willis is going to convene and go before the regular grand jury in May. She's going to fight off the motion to dismiss on May 1. She's going to win that. She's going to go into court, uh, the grand jury, and get her indictment by the end of May, giving Donald Trump, if he wants speedy trial, until July, you know, at that time to call for speedy trial, which would happen in July. Phony Willis, having used the time from January through July to get ready for her case, she'll be ready. Whether Donald Trump is ready or not, we're going to find out. If Donald Trump wants to delay, 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 and wants to push it off six months or a year, Phony Willis will fight him on that to set it. But this is this is the next shoe to drop. We've got a lot of shoes dropping. Usually there's only two. With Donald Trump, it's like a centipede. First shoe to drop, Manhattan on the centipede. Second shoe to drop is Fawny Willis, racketeering, likely in May. Third shoe to drop, fourth shoe to drop, fifth shoe to drop, Jack Smith, Mar-a-Lago, intentional, intentional interference with, with Congress on Jan 6 and the peaceful transfer of power and the insurrection that happened then. The grifting of the $300 million by Donald Trump raising money on the back of a lie that, that uh, Joe Biden wasn't properly elected president of the United States. What am I up to? Five, five shoes have already dropped. And if you start adding civil side to this, the sixth shoe to drop is going to be the civil case, civil fraud case for $250 million by Letitia James, New York Attorney General. That trial starts October the 2nd in New York State Court in front of Judge Engoron. That puts Donald Trump out of business permanently, permanent ban, permanent ban on him being an officer director of a New York company and all of his children and 17 other uh, executives that worked around him. Takes away his ability to raise money in the corporate name and, and, and a huge fine. And then, if, and if you're looking for this, you know, the seventh shoe to drop of this centipede, and I'm sure I'll get to eight before this is over, you've got E. Jean Carroll going to trial April the 25th. Check my clock, check my watch. 18 days from now, civil rape case against Donald Trump in federal court in New York. Uh, that's going to trial. 
You might have heard other things, but civil rape and defamation of her by Donald Trump after he left office is going to trial. They're picking a jury the 25th of April. So keep an eye on all of this. I'm up to seven legs of the centipede and all these shoes dropping. Um, you know, what time is it? I'm sure before the hot take is over, there'll be an eighth. That's where we are. Keep an eye on Fawny Willis. She's keeping an eye on Donald Trump and everything he's doing and everything that Alvin Bragg in New York is doing. And Jack Smith is watching them all because he's got some Bigfoot abilities as a federal prosecutor to either uh, not so much take over prosecutions, but to jump in front of them and try his cases first. So he might be, hold this thought, Jack Smith might be the last to indict, but he might be the first to try his cases against Donald Trump. We'll watch him. I'll watch him. And I'll do hot takes like this about every day. I'm doing them about every hour now that we have, you know, we're in the era of Trump indictments. Um, and then I co-anchor on Wednesdays and Saturday, the leading podcast devoted to law and politics and that intersection. It's called Legal AF. It's on the Midas Touch Network. But you already knew that because you're here watching me on YouTube on the same network. So you can catch me there on Wednesdays and Saturdays, co-anchored by Karen Friedman Ignifolo, on who you can watch on all the major networks when she's not at home with us. She's a former uh, state prosecutor, Manhattan DA, and Ben Mysalis, the, the, the uh, co-founder of Midas Touch Network. And then I do hot takes like these, and you can follow me on all things social media at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak. Legal AF reporting. Lock him up. Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new indictment season t-shirt and v-neck exclusively at store.midastouch.com.